3: Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Once dubbed by Interpol as the world's most wanted woman, Lisa Marie Smith faced a possible death sentence when she was arrested and charged with drug smuggling in Thailand in 1996.
1: When you go to a Thai prison, you face torture, death, disease and emotional devastation. Welcome to hell. This is the podcast that tells of the pain... Thai prisoners go through and how some of them have escaped. I'm Lisa Tate. I'm a journalist and a chronic podcast creator. This is my third true crime series. Hello. Have you heard about the Bangkok Hilton? It's not quite what you'd think. It is, of course, the name of two Bangkok hotels, but it's also a satirical term for Thai prisons. But... There's no air conditioning, room service and pools here, only human misery. You will hear today how 20-year-old Lisa Marie Smith, the only child of an insurance millionaire, ends up in a putrid prison cell, barely out of her teens. The catering student is our first stop on our tales of Thai prison nightmares. From Bangkok's Backpacker District to the Islands of Greece and the Guinness-soaked streets of Dublin's party zone, this is a tale of great fortune and extremely bad luck. You will learn how a wealthy girl born in Melbourne, Australia, ends up in Klong Prem Prison, a.k.a. the Bangkok Hilton. For five torturous months, Lisa is detained in the horrific women's prison. This is her story and that of others who survived to tell their tales of the Bangkok Hilton. And just a note, small parts of this podcast are creative recreations because Lisa has never spoken publicly. It's 1996. Princess Diana is divorcing Prince Charles. Bill Clinton was the US President and mad cow disease is hitting Britain. But our story today finds Lisa entering a busy Bangkok bar called Paradise. She's at the end of a two-month backpacking trip and her visa is about to run out. This vacation was reportedly a Christmas gift from her parents who think the absolute world of her. But she is about to get more than she bargained for in the country known as the Land of Smiles. As she makes her way into Paradise Bar, Lisa meets a group of men drinking Thai whiskey. They are friendly, perhaps too friendly. Lisa has just walked into a pit of vipers. Every Australian passport carries a warning about the drug trade and the possible consequences of overseas trafficking. Despite that caution, many young people get into trouble overseas and they are shocked when no foreign government can help them. Because being caught for a drug-related crime anywhere in Asia is an absolute nightmare. We are not making excuses for drug trafficking. Rather, we are shining a light on the conditions in Thai prisons. You will hear the facts about a justice system which has the world's highest incarceration rate of women. But I know from our TikTok community that this story generates heated feelings. So if you have a comment or you want to sound off on me, you can leave me a voicemail on our website, escapingbangkok.com. Or you can join us at Escaping Bangkok on TikTok, Facebook... YouTube and Instagram. Links in the show notes. I'm keen to hear from you because this issue is not black and white. That's one thing I'd like to put on the table at the start. But in our episode today Lisa doesn't know she's talking to the men who will entrap her and send her into the hell of the Bangkok Hilton. I couldn't help but wonder what if she went to another bar that night What would her life be like now? Perhaps she might have taken a tuk-tuk motorcycle to the Grand Palace or went shopping for Thai silk instead of walking into that bar. The group meets in the hubbub of Khao San Road, the Backpackers Mecca in Bangkok. It's cheap and cheerful for Westerners and it's the perfect place for a backpacker like Lisa to chill out especially if you're low on cash. This is where Leonardo DiCaprio first landed in the 2000 movie The Beach. He books a cheap and nasty hotel room but finds his new friend Daffy dead in his room the next day. We're going to take your soul, Leonardo was told later in the movie. But what seems so welcoming can come crashing down in seconds. Just ask Lisa. A man who says his name is Hassan quickly befriends our lone traveller, offering her fast friendship in a foreign land. He says he is from Pakistan. He's handsome and persuasive. Soon he starts telling her his tales of woe, and Lisa later says to police she was feeling sorry for him. But Hassan is a bad guy and police believe he is part of an international drug syndicate which prowls tourist areas looking for targets. He allegedly persuades Lisa to travel to Japan on his behalf. According to police, Hassan gave Lisa £1,000 UK and an airline ticket to take a letter to a contact in Yokohama. In addition, he also gave her a new bag to replace her old, tattered backpack. Taking that bag was a big mistake. Instead of Japan, she ends up with a one-way ticket to hell. At the time, there were 1,500 foreigners serving drug-related sentences in Thailand's jails. Most of the incarcerated women were there for drug offences. And so Lisa becomes just another woman on her way to the Bangkok Hilton. At the same time as Lisa is preparing for her flight to Japan, 30-year-old Brit Sandra Gregory was about to be sentenced in a Thai court for drug trafficking. Her case has an uncanny resemblance to that of Lisa's because she was also going to Japan and was arrested at the same Bangkok airport. Nick Cater from the Daily Telegraph reported, both women came from well-to-do families. Both were due to travel to Tokyo and both claimed they were tricked into carrying drugs by men they had met in the notorious Khao San Road district of Bangkok. Now, I have been there once. It can be fun. And the night I was there was just lit up like a Christmas tree. I think it was after New Year. But I ended up getting food poisoning, which is terribly annoying, but that happens in Asia. But someone tried to come into our room in the middle of the night, so I won't be going back there. Speaking from behind bars in 1996, Sandra broke down as she described the appalling conditions in Klong Prem. She told the court... She'd been offered the equivalent of 1300 Australian dollars in return for carrying the drugs. Kater wrote Gregory appeared shocked and frightened as she spoke of life in the Bangkok Hilton, the prison where Lisa might have expected to spend up to 30 years if she was convicted.
0: The hospital was the stage for many of the most awful scenes. The body snatchers, as we called the people who used to take away the corpses, once neglected to pick up an AIDS victim who had died in one of the upstairs rooms. Her body swelled and burst in the heat. For many of the prisoners, the hospital offered little hope of recovery or treatment. In its wards, women of all ages, imprisoned for a multitude of crimes and serving sentences from a few years to life, wasted away and usually died.
1: Back when the two women were arrested, law enforcement was conducting nightly searches in nightclubs to inspect anyone, citizen or not, for illegal drugs. On February 13, Lisa was seized by officers of the Narcotics Control Board at Don Muang International Airport. Inside her backpack, police allegedly find about four kilos of opium and 565 amphetamine pills. But officers later revealed they were mistaken about the opium and amended the charges to cannabis. As a consequence, Lisa is charged with possessing narcotics and trying to smuggle them out of the country. She denies the allegations. It's important to note that Lisa Marie Smith, now aged 47, has never been found guilty... Of criminal offence in Thailand. Her arrest warrant has now expired and charges have passed the statutes of limitation. Back in 1996, Lisa tells police she was conned and did not know that the drugs were in her new backpack, which coincidentally, Hassan, the helpful man that he is, bought her the day before.
3: Sydney Morning Herald reporter Jennifer Sexton said,
1: Thai police think the Pakistanis who befriended her were members of one of three or four drug syndicates, which regularly recruit young foreign travellers to carry drugs out of the country, either knowingly or unwittingly. Handsome and persuasive drug operators often charm young women, sometimes becoming their lovers before persuading them to volunteer their help. Lisa Marie Smith was marked from the outset. The NCB, which was tipped off by informants in the Kalsan Road area four days earlier, was waiting for her at the airport. She was arrested as soon as she stepped up to the airline check-in counter. Police believed Lisa was set up as a distraction from a larger smuggling operation. Back in Bangkok, at the press conference announcing her arrest, Lisa was posed with weighing scales piled high with what Police alleged were drugs and cash found during her arrest. She is also holding a sign in English and Thai. Lisa's humiliating snapshot is meant as a clear warning to other Westerners to not traffic drugs in or out of Thailand. In the photos, which you can see on escapingbangkok.com, Lisa is petite. She's only five foot four high. She has a crop of long blonde hair in a topknot. She stares ahead, looks down and seems vulnerable and scared. It's fascinating to observe the media theatrics that happen when law enforcement nabs a foreigner for drugs or another serious crime. There is often a complicated subtext at play. For example, I saw the Indonesian police recreating for the media the discovery of a dead body on a Balinese beach. This is standard procedure and it comes after the departure of the hated Suharto ruling regime. It's a demonstration of openness by law enforcement. I want to give you an indication of what environment Lisa is going to go into. She spends six days in filthy holding cells in Bangkok before being transferred Now the bitter consequence of Thailand's draconian drug laws is the extreme overcrowding in its prisons. You have no idea until you look at photos of them all sleeping top to tail on the floor. One of the things that absolutely fascinates me about Asia is how things can change suddenly and unexpectedly with the strike of an official's pen. So in a shock move, Thailand last year amended its laws to legalise use of cannabis to reduce the backlog of people in prison. I know. Can you believe it? The 9th of June 2022, people lined up in Thailand to make their first purchases of cannabis. The government even gave people cannabis plants. I just can't. Under Thailand's new drug laws, every part of the plant is now removed from the list of controlled substances for personal use. So you can't traffic. But this is why I love Asia. It's illegal for me to buy cannabis here in Australia, but the ties legalised it in a matter of months. People are now allowed to grow an unlimited number of plants at home for their own use.
2: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, if. only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
1: A lot of it comes through Myanmar, the old Burma, and it's distributed through neighbouring countries. So today, more than 80% of people in prison in Thailand are held for drug offences. This is due mostly to legal changes in 2002 that increased penalties for possession of small amounts of methamphetamine. Now, that's the drug most people are imprisoned for over there. It could be the same here in Australia, I'd hazard to guess. In Australia, the Bangkok Hilton is also the name of a 1980s TV miniseries with the actress Nicole Kidman. Her character was stuck in jail after she was set up with drugs by a charming and handsome photographer. It's a tale as old as time. So where Lisa was imprisoned, it housed both local and foreign prisoners. It has a reputation for being one of the very worst prisons due to the unfair sentencing and the inmate abuse. There are other problems about the conditions. Firstly, we know about the extreme overcrowding, but there's lack of adequate food, sanitation and medical care. Moreover, new prisoners until recently, had to wear shackles, metal shackles, around their ankles for the first three months, even though Amnesty International says it's not permitted under Thai law. We will soon be hearing from David McMillan, nicknamed David McVillan, who was facing execution in this same prison. And up until 2012, execution by firing squad was used. But now they're replacing it with lethal injection. So how did a girl from an elite private school end up in this hellhole? Lisa is transported from the airport to the bail court in downtown Bangkok. Her first request is refused by a judge. According to the Daily Telegraph... She arrived at Bangkok's Central Criminal Court in the back of a caged pickup truck, her face hidden beneath a red towel. She's wearing faded jeans and a crumpled white t-shirt and is met by an Australian embassy official. Lisa's first bail request is refused by a judge. According to the Daily Telegraph, Lisa was held in the filthy cells of the Central City Police Station, for six days. Police said they were tipped off by informants in Kalsan Road area four days earlier and they were waiting for Lisa at the airport. She was arrested when she stepped up to the check-in counter. So who is Lisa Marie Smith? After completing high school in the UK, she attended Eastleigh College, Southampton, to study catering, where she was the 1994 Student of the Year. One of her teachers, Jeanette Burnett, recalls, she was a brilliant student who got a distinction in her course despite having to finish it by correspondence. She was exceptional, a very pleasant girl, really outstanding and very popular. Her father, Terry Jones, is an insurance executive who has just recently moved to Hong Kong. So by the time Lisa had finished her schooling, she'd moved to Hong Kong with her parents and her dad was heading up the operations in Asia of the insurer National Mutual. She was working in the Wan Chai area of Hong Kong and then in Christmas 1995 received the ticket to Thailand and departed for the ill-fated holiday. Police believe she travelled up country to Chiang Mai, which is just an iconic area of Thailand, before returning to the backpackers' bars of Bangkok's crowd, where drinks, food and drugs are plentiful. That's the irony, isn't it? You can get drugs in Thailand, but you may get set up. But the fun and frivolity in Thailand does have a dark underbelly, as we know. There are cons, scammers, and human leeches on Khao San Road. Cheap
2: food and cheap alcohol is a huge draw card for the millions of backpackers who have made their way here. Amongst the bright lights and bargains, it's not all cheap Thai whiskey and $2 Ray-Bans. During the last 40 years, however, Khao San Road has developed into a world-famous backpacker ghetto. Its draw is cheap accommodation ranging from mattress in a box style hotels to reasonably priced three star hotels. On the streets, you will find scammers, touts, drivers, and rip off merchants along Cow Sun Road who are after your cash.
1: Born in Australia, Lisa has dual UK nationality due to her insurance executive father who was born there. It is her UK passport that is her key to future freedom. It will allow her to settle and work throughout the European Union. In prison, many of the people fight depression, despair and hopelessness. In addition to the acute loneliness of being away from family, friends and their home countries in the cases of the foreign prisoners, you can serve up to 50 years and there are death penalty sentences. And it exacts a heavy psychological, physical and mental toll burden. Not surprisingly, Thailand's own studies of prison populations cite very high rates of mental illness.
2: I see a lot of people who are losing their minds. I see men turning into zombies, literally turning out and existing in a numb state. Struggle to say sane here. Nevertheless, while tolerating the situation in the countryside, the Thai government likes to come down hard on trafficking. It's a bit absurd when you think about it. It's like going into a supermarket to buy coffee, finding masses of it on the shelves.
3: Warren Fellows from his book, The Damage Done.
1: Now get this Thailand has approximately 40% of Southeast Asia's prison population, despite having only 10% of the total population, according to the UN. Thailand's prisons fail to meet international standards with inmates, as I said before, routinely shackled, beaten and stuffed into overcrowded cells. So the food ration for all prisoners in Thailand is one bag of cooked rice weighing 800 grams, one side dish, twice a day, any extra food has to be paid for. Who likes fish eye soup? Because that is on the menu. And prisons across Thailand, they routinely serve rotten food. So you get things like chicken, pork, vegetables and condiments all past their use-by date. So, and you're in filth, you're in heat, you're piled on top of people. No wonder the death rates are high as well. But Lisa Marie Smith's story does not end in the vermin and filth of Klong Prem Central Prison.
2: I was well aware of Bang Kwang's reputation as quite simply the most vicious prison in the world. For doing my business in Hong Kong, I had been aware of the possibilities that if caught, I might be sent to Big Tiger, but somehow it seemed a distant chance. I did not belong in Bang Kwang. It was a place for the lowest, most hopeless forms of humanity. Nobody thinks themselves in that way, not even criminals.
1: For Lisa, jail is a long way from her first exclusive private school, St Michael's Collegiate in Hobart, Australia. So when she entered the prison, she was given a regulation prison uniform and it's a navy collarless smock and skirt and they're usually stained and smelly. She's woken at 5.30am every day and sent back to her cell at 9pm, where she's required to maintain total silence while a neon light hovers above the prisoners at night. She will be allowed to watch TV, listen to radio and read books, but not to see newspapers. But she will never have privacy.
3: She cried all the time after we arrested her. She was very upset, said the senior arresting officer, who asked not to be named. The 20-year-old's distress continued over the following days as she was held in a squalid cell at the NCB headquarters on the edge of Bangkok's Chinatown. When, after a brief court appearance, she was transferred to the infamous Klong Prem prison, she was said to be on the verge of collapse. She did not cope at all. Like many prisoners, when they first go in, she was deeply depressed, almost suicidal, and refused to eat for a long time, said a source who frequently visited the prison. Journalist Mark Baker, Sydney Morning Herald reports.
1: But destiny has other plans, and Lisa is about to spend decades out of sight from international law enforcement. It's important to understand why most people would not be able to face a long-term jail sentence in Thailand. A senior police officer with the Narcotics Suppression Bureau told the Age newspaper Lisa just did not adjust to prison life. She was having a hard time. It's an absolute nightmare to be stuck in any Thai prison. Officials went on to say... Lisa was described as nartek, broken-faced. She was living inside an enclosed dormitory on wooden stilts that housed 120 women. And when you're the new girl, you sleep on a mat near the open toilet in the centre of the room. So that toilet is shared by 150 women. Sleeping near the toilet is just part of the pecking order in the women's prison. Lisa, once a star student, now rests next to a stinking hole. But as sure as the new day, a new inmate will later get that spot and Lisa will move up the Klong Prem prison hierarchy. One of the biggest issues in Thai prison is official corruption. A prison officer was jailed for life in 2019 after being convicted of attempted murder. His sentence was part of a crackdown on discipline and lax standards in the nation's corrections department. Six prison officers were also fired. Corruption and malpractice is rife. But get this. These prisons are so underfunded that senior and trusted inmates are in charge overnight. Now David McMillan will take us through this when he was in Klong Prem. That's Mr. McVillan. But they hold a lot of power, these special inmates, and that's what they do. They enforce things after dark. Some of their corruption includes drug dealing, smuggling and attempted murder of inmates who know too much. Of course, like any jail, you can also get drugs in prison. Inmates work seven days a week sewing, folding paper and fixing shoes, earning as little as 23 US cents a day, according to a report. On top of that, there's disease, lack of clean water, immense heat, lack of access to people outside the prison, violence, and death. But now, the scales of justice start to ratchet up for Lisa. First, her charges are reportedly downgraded from opium to hash. While her first bail application was rejected, in June 1996, an appeals court judge ordered Lisa be set free after her dad posted a $75,000 surety. She was believed to be the first foreigner facing drug charges released on bail in Thailand, just like she will soon become the world's most wanted woman. A few days after walking out of prison, Lisa appeared in Bangkok's Central Criminal Court. Her case was adjourned for two months to allow more time for the defence to prepare its case. No plea was entered, but one of the lawyers told the age his client intended to plead not guilty. Now, that is risky in Thailand. Because if you plead not guilty, most of the time you will end up being punished for it. Lisa was facing 25 to 30 years jail, but... When she received that bail appeal, it was the last time Thai and Australian officials saw of her. When she failed to appear in court in August 1996, her bail was forfeited and a warrant was issued for her arrest. But Lisa is long gone and the proverbial poop hits the fan. So back then in 1996... There were no conditions put on Lisa to stay in the country while she was preparing for her case. That was a big mistake. Lisa was free to leave. On the understanding, she would come back in August for her criminal trial. I have a question, and please let me know via the website or social media, what would you do if you were 20 years old and stuck in a hellhole for five months and you were given bail? Would you come back? I don't think many people would, but that's just my opinion. Lisa's lawyers said 10 days ago she was in Thailand and was planning to come to their office yesterday. But three days ago, she telephoned to say she was not able to come to court. She asked the court for an adjournment, but the prosecution said they believed Smith was long gone and had left the country. Surprisingly, the Thai authorities did not alert the International Law Enforcement Agency, Interpol, about her disappearance for three months. So how does someone like Lisa just disappear into thin air? Next on Escaping Bangkok, Lisa turns up in Europe but manages again to leave law enforcement In her wake, literally. To find out more about this podcast, go to escapingbangkok.com or you can find me on Twitter at Lisa Podcasts. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can gift us via the link on our website to buy me a coffee. I'd really appreciate that. And also, it entitles you to exclusive content. I have exclusive photos. I have additional details. I have it all. This podcast was recorded on Warramai land. We acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this program was produced. We pay our respects to all First Nations people and acknowledge Elders past and present. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and be sure to come back next week for when we talk about Lisa on the run. Until then, this is Lisa Tate. And don't forget to ask yourself, could you survive a Thai prison?
3: This is the Escaping Bangkok Podcast. If you're hungry for more, follow us, Escaping Bangkok Podcast, on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit escapingbangkok.com.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.